You take an ancient dinosaur gut and some toxic waste. You get a monster who stomps around and tries to eat your face. You take some kaiju media, some assholes, and a mic. You get a podcast that'll make you rethink your whole life. So come watch Godzilla with Podzilla, King of the Casters with NBN Brandon, and Jasper, who's a dog. Real time, let's see it go. All right. Brandon. What's up? Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. Brandon, where, where were you? What? I, I was just getting another thing. Just getting a thing. Well, if either of us have any surprises for each other, I don't think we're in much of a shape to do anything about it. Why don't we just sit around a while, see what happens. It took you a while to realize what I was doing there. <laughs> yeah, I was just walking into the room to grab something that'll be the the big reveal at the end of this episode. Why'd you get a prop for an, an audio medium? <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, yeah. This is the second part of our Halloween special, uh, which I have bookended by, you know, referencing some of my favorite horror movies, uh, because I'm a horror nerd, even though we're not doing horror movies. Uh, yep. That was the ending of John Carpenter's masterpiece, The Thing. Oh, no. No, it's it's what? Escape from New York. What? No. I'm fucking with you right no, now. No, I knew it. I was it's like, the that's thing. not. Now, we should get going, because I know we've all had a rough time, but I'd prefer not to spend... The rest of this evening. Tied to this fucking podcast! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just saw it. You're fresh off it from a few well, days. Well, I just rewatched like, it, but yeah. yeah like, a, like a couple days back. I, so. I fucking love The Thing. Yeah, yeah, The Thing is... It's probably one of the best horror movies of all time. I want to come inside. I'm, I'm all better now. Uh, no, wait. Fuck, I fucked the lineup. I want to come inside. There's nothing wrong with me. And if there was, I'm all better now. Wilford Brimley says as a noose is in the foreground that he has built in his cell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It, it's one of those movies where if you watch it again, you're like, yep. All right. Well, now that I remembered which ones are the monsters. Oh, boy. See, it's such a big cast that unless you're just fresh off watching it, you don't remember who is the next one that gets revealed as being a monster. So, it, like, it works really... It works well for the paranoia still. Sure. I think it does have the disadvantage of its scares being so iconic that they're not... At, that after your first time, they stick with you so much, they don't scare you the second time because they don't surprise you. But the, the smaller stuff gets... Like, you know, the famous... Chest cavity opening up, chomping oh. off the hands. Yeah. Like, it's cool. I love it. I love the movie. Doesn't do much scare-wise for me on rewatch, because it's so burnt into my memory. But, like, I forgot, like, where Wilford Brimley's character, Blair, gets the guy in the corner after Blair's become the thing and just... Starts sticking his fingers into his face and they're going yeah. in. Yeah, and that was that. Uh, that's a, a a real gross one. Uh, but yeah, yeah. This is not Thingzilla, King of the Kurt Russells. <laughs> this is Podzilla King of the Casters, the second part of our Halloween uh, special. I'm your host NB Nightingale, and I'm your other host Brandon. Producer Jasper's been taking a big old nap. Which is a normal thing for a human to do, but... He's on the floor, but it's okay, because he's a dog. Nah, he's just our drunk producer. <laughs> we, we've, we've been... We've been pretending he's a dog because he's a drunk furry. And we're too embarrassed to talk about it. He's a drunk, violent, psychopathic fur furry. Not fury. He's fury. not a fury, but... <laughs> he's got the eye patch and everything. The movie today is The War, War of the of Gargantuas, Gargantuas from 1966. A and direct sequel to our last episode, 
Frankenstein conquers the world. <laughs> so, what are your brief thoughts on uh, on War of the Gargantuas? Okay, War of the Gargantuas. So it came out a year later, and <laughs> it is a sequel to Frankenstein conquers the world. But like it, some of it, it is swaps the entire cast out while keeping very similar looking people in very similar roles and pretending. Yeah. Those characters were it the whole time, even though it changes all the character names. Yeah, it's kind of weird, but including like Frankenstein was completely different. Yeah, like he instead of like just being like a caveman looking dude, it's like a very like Bigfoot Kong ape looking thing. But with the the forehead ridge. Still. Yeah, they still have the forehead ridge, so you know it's the same monster, but <laughs> a lot hairier and a lot you know bulkier looking. Yeah. So I think. In terms of, did I have more campy fun with this movie? I would say not as much campy fun as the original, as the first one. But in terms of, as a genuine movie, significantly better. It is a, it is on its own terms a good movie. Yeah, I will like, say that. Yeah, like it is a good movie. Like there's a lot of really good effects in this movie, yeah. especially for the time. Like the a lot of the good amount of the keying is well done, and yeah. a lot of like the lasers, like the rotoscoping is strong. Like the visuals are good in this movie, yeah. and like it's a surprisingly like in comparison emotionally complex film. Yeah, like, between the two kaiju's, which is like uh, the green and the brown, yeah. they're like br- green and brown Frankenstein's. They keep referring to them as brothers, even though one is the spawn of the other. So it's more of a f- more of a father son thing. Yeah, I would describe it. They're they're forcing the movie is very much textually trying to force it us to interpret it as a brothers thing. Yeah, a kind of yeah. Cain and Abel situation, if yeah. you would, where one of them is the original one, the brown one is. A nice person, a nice kaiju, lives, you know, doesn't attack people, lives in the mountains, but then his spawn, the green one, is like actively hunting people and eating them and stuff. Yeah, which le- it's not plot time, so I won't yeah, it's not plot time, point. so we won't get too far. Enough, okay, I've been waiting for one thing though that I need to t- that I need you to tell yes. me about before we go into what that monster do. Okay. Well, what are your thoughts overall first? I really liked this movie. Uh, it's got an actor I really enjoy in the lead role, uh, Russ Tamblin, uh, taking over the role of, of white guy uh, from the first movie. Uh, they've got Russ Tamblin, who was one of the stars of uh, one of the stars of West Side Story. Uh, the original uh, was on Twin Peaks, and was in. The Haunting, which is a classic horror movie I really love, uh, based on the Haunting of Hill House book, playing the role of Luke in that. Uh, but yeah, uh, so I really love this movie, uh, including a scene that I'm now gonna get to uh, ask Brandon about because there's a really cool scene where we've got a singer singing a song that's not very familiar to me, uh, and like she's a lounge singer and she's singing it. And she gets interrupted because she's on, like, this deck of this restaurant. Uh, she gets interrupted by the green gargantua uh, mm. attacking her. It's a really good scene. And then after it, Brandon is looking on his phone and he's like, That's what it's from! And I'm like, well, what's it from? And he's like, you gotta wait till the episode starts. <laughs> You do this to me too. <laughs> okay, what is what is it from? What is the song from? So, this was on Cartoon Network around we might we would have been in like middle schoolish. Poster film for imaginary friends. Are you familiar with Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated? I am in f- familiar with. <laughs> Crystal Cove needed a trendy hot spot like the Tiki Tub, and you delivered. Brandon was just showing me a clip of that, of a scene from Scooby-Doo Monster Mystery Incorporated. Incorporated. 
that was a uh, exact like reference to it. Yeah, it was a very it was an on the nose for people who have seen the movie reference to that scene from War of the Gargantuas. There's even like in that episode like a green. I'm pretty sure it's like a yellow yeah. or brown other monster. Which it, it, it makes sense because as I was looking up in my homework for this film, it is actually a it was a big cult classic that has a very a lot of very famous fans. It's the movie that convinced Brad Pitt he wanted to become an actor. Uh, Quentin Tarantino has done visual references to it in his movies. In Kill Bill Volume 1. Yeah, it's the thing. It was a very specific film. Yeah, uh, and Guillermo del Toro's a big fan of it. uh, And Tim Burton were the uh, ones that I saw. So it's, it's a good amount. Yeah. So, but yeah, we're not talking more about plot. Uh, we just, I just, I've been waiting for an hour to hear that. So, uh, <laughs> so I want to pounce on it. Now it is time for uh, Brandon to tell us what those two monsters, uh, those two crazy kids did. <laughs> so, um, there's two uh, kaijus in this movie. One of them, they're the same kaiju in effect. One of them is brown, one of them is green. They're both Frankensteins. So Frankenstein's powers are, he's just a big dude, but he eats radiation. He has to eat a lot of protein to keep alive. So the in-universe reason for why there is a second one is that, the theory that's brought up is that at some point while Frankenstein was in the mountains for a few weeks, he got like some scrapes or something and a good amount of his cells fell out into the river. And eventually those made those way into the ocean where they were able to feed on plankton and grow into a whole new gargantuan. Yeah. So again, I, I was saying, they say it's brothers, but it feels that background makes it more like father-son. Yeah. The the person now, they very they have very similar designs. It's just the color swap of brown to green. And the brown one is slightly bigger by like a few inches, like in, you know, in real universe height, but you know, in kaiju size, probably like 10 feet or whatever. Yeah. But, um, the whole thing is that the differences between them is that the Brown original Frankenstein lives in the mountains. So he lives up there and he's just hanging out, having a good time. And since the green, uh, the green cells went into the water and went into the ocean when they grew, it became a green Frankenstein who is more like aquatic in that he can't live too long without being in the water. So it's kind of more of a, like a sea, bit of a, more of a sea Frankenstein. But, um, but yeah. Who starts the movie running into one of our old friends. <laughs> yeah. So then, um, killing the, the octopus. Which we'll talk about again in yeah. this section, so I don't feel bad about spoiling the octopus. He's only in the opening. Yeah. But the, the whole thing is that the green Frankenstein is aquatic. So I guess that shows that depending on where a Frankenstein is, like, grown, I guess that may be a different kind of environment trait. Like, maybe if they were grown in, like, the fucking Arctic, they'd be, like, a Yeti. <laughs> like, so it's a possibility, but... The what biggest... they feed on affects them. Mm. They are what they eat. The Green Frankenstein is a big baddie who wants to eat people and destroy buildings and stuff. And the Brown Frankenstein is a peaceful guy who just wants to be left alone. What would the White Frankenstein be? Good or bad? A White Frankenstein? I mean, the Yeti? If they're on the mountains, I mean, I guess they'd be pretty similar to the Brown Frankenstein. Frankenstein. I guess they'd be pretty similar in that they'd be in the mountains and like hunting like elk and stuff. You know how... But um, you know how uh, how the white Frankenstein would be similar to the uh, to the plankton Frankenstein. Both would have a lot of experience eating seamen. <laughs> so the relationship between these Frankenstein's is that <laughs> is a familiar bo- a familial bond, where the brown Frankenstein kind of tries to keep the green one out of trouble. But the green Frankenstein is like a little little shit who wants to like break stuff and cause trouble. Cause like semen is in sailors, but semen is in cum. I would ask you to not say another word about the 
the cum Frankenstein. <laughs> that is my last cum joke. For the episode. Yes, I, I'm not committing to the future, <laughs> but for the episode, that is the last joke about splurting Gert. Yeah, so famous actors have said this movie is their favorite. This is one of Nicolas Cage's favorite films. Oh. This is one of Nicky Cage favorites. The special effects of this movie were, like, really good. It was very like, good. Like, with the rotoscoping, there's a scene where, like, the lasers are attacking, are shooting at the green Frankenstein, and he's like, ah! He's like, it's, like, shocking around his body, and, like, shocking around him, and, like, it was really good-looking stuff. And, uh... I guess the important thing would be that other creature would be the octopus. Yes! Octopus! <laughs> octopus! Yes. Octopus. So the octopus shows up in this movie. Keep in mind, on a previous episode, we talked about the ending of the of the movie, where in the last, like, three minutes, an octopus just shows up and attacks Frankenstein and drags him into the ocean. That's where the next one picks up, basically. Except for the fact that... It's the green Audiences... One. Would not have seen that ending. That's the, the thing. Yeah, it was not. It was never. It was never intended to be shown anywhere. Like in the American version, in the Japanese version, it was not there. It was like an alternate one that came out years later. Yeah. So, like, how do you describe that? Imagine if like the there was an alternate ending to Thor Ragnarok, where or like the original ending Thor Ragnarok has no inclination that all of Asgard is on that ship. Yeah. Or anything. They just don't show that. And then at the beginning of Infinity War, <laughs> they're all on this ship and they've all died. And it's yeah. like And Wait. it's like, how'd you not know this? I mean, I think that's I think this plot was more confusing to us because of the octopus ending having seen it. Cause we couldn't just be because we couldn't just be like, oh, of course that's a decoy second gargantua. The first Gargantua uh, wouldn't do that stuff, and he didn't go into the ocean like the theatrical cut had. Uh, but we saw the octopus cut, where the octopus drags him into the ocean. So when we see him fighting the octopus in the beginning, we <laughs> of course the same think dude. that's the same. Yeah. yeah. So the octopus looks pretty cool in this movie. I think the tentacle looks the best of the whole thing. Like, the tentacles Oh, the opening tentacle so is good. so good. We see the tentacles start wrapping around the boat. Sneaking into the cabin with the pilot and just attacking the pilot and the pilot's trying to survive and like going after it with a with a axe and right. at points being squeezed almost to death by it. It's a very fun scene. It is, because the tentacles look so good. He's like, Captain! Captain Octopus! I guess the captain just didn't care. Cause then uh his captain was the guy who did the Concordia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, what? What's going on? So um, that happened. And uh, it was a fun opening scene. But the octopus is this movie only for the opening, but it's a fun fight. With the green, the green uh, Frankenstein is like fighting the big old octopus in the water. And like, I noticed overall, there's a lot of aquatic fighting in this movie. There is. Which... All I know is their suits must have smelled so fucking bad by the end of this movie, yeah. like by the end of production, because like they are soaked and they're they're hairy, they are hairy suits, full of hair and color. That was the octopus, and he only shows up at the start of the movie, not the rest of it. Would have been cooler if he was a squid, but uh, he is what he is. Any other effect stuff? Okay, let me think here. Uh, this is the first time. Uh, this is the first kaiju film that features let me make sure i'm getting the name right on this whatever what this thing is the buzzer cannons it's the satellite yeah. pigs that shoot the little the lasers yeah which show up in a lot of we know i have no only noticed it this time around they literally show up in like five showa era films yeah i mean there can't be that many more i mean we're we're almost out of showa era films folks or in terms yeah. of Specific go uh, Godzilla ones. We have like three more. So or like we've four, got not many. Terror of Mechagodzilla. Yeah. Invasion of the Astro Monster. Yep. 
destroy all monsters which we're saving. Yeah. I think all monsters attack is another one, right? Yeah, that one's supposed to be like the worst Godzilla movie. Oh, goodness. I'm excited for it. <laughs> I don't want to do that till we do our destroy all monsters episode because it's a lot of repurposed footage from okay. that. So, yeah. Alrighty. But, yeah, so it'll be episode 51 at the earliest <laughs> for just for all monsters attack yep wonder what destroy all monsters would be a certain special episode number uh 69 obvious oh my god we didn't we really thought about what episode 69 is gonna be i think you found what episode 69 should no. be earlier don't you fucking dare no <laughs> we are not watching a kaiju porn flick I'd like to point out for the record that it was not my sick, twisted, little perverted mind that seeked out and found a kaiju <laughs> porn film. It was my associate to the right who did that. I, you said, I wish when we talked about Gargantua's, the, we were talking about going Gargantua and I was like, maybe they'll kiss. We don't know. And I was like, I wonder if that's been a thing in any kaiju. And there is. But it's a porno flick, and it looks like a Jet Jaguar-looking dude being, uh... Sucked off by Godzilla. Yeah. Or, like, closer to Gears. let's be honest. Uh, probably, yeah. Again, <laughs> oh, God, you teed me up to do more no. jokes, but I promise not to. No, Why not. do I make compromises <laughs> for my co-hosts? Art <laughs> isn't about compromise! <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. You're done. You're locked down. It's the devil's toothpaste. So anyways, um, that's all I have really for the effects of this movie. But there's all, oh, there's this beautiful shot where it's the green Frankenstein. He's, he's like cut, he's like crouching in the woods and like the Mazer cannons are like lasering all the trees around him. And it's like cutting down all the trees and he's As like, he's like running along ducking under yeah, them. It's oh, really cool. It's like one of the most impressive shots in the movie. It's great. And with, that should we go to commercial break yeah so with our part two of our halloween special here on frankenstein um what do you think the commercial should be gear me up what do you think oh i thought you already had it planned (laughs) you were gonna give us a commercial that was steve buscemi singing a pop song I better hope there's one. (laughs) Alright, so we'll see you then, folks. While the heroes applauded, the villain is hissed. The heroine's happy, she's fondled and kissed. We smile at the ending. We laugh at the clowns, <laughs> and when it's all over, the curtain, the curtain comes down. So we're back, and uh, hope you enjoyed that mel- melodic uh, Steve as Buscemi. The co- as tune. the comment said, the smooth, <laughs> buttery voice of Stephen Buscemi. Yes. <laughs> so we're back, and. Um, I think it's time that we break down the plot of the War of the Gargantuas. War of the Gargantuas. Okay, so the plot of War of the Gargantuas, uh, folks, is... I'm going to do this in a different way than I usually do. Alrighty, go for it. Octopus attack! Giant ape! War! They're dead. That couldn't have been Frankenstein. Our Frankenstein's peaceful... It is Frankenstein. No! Look out, pigs! Oh, we're shooting him! Wait, there's a second one who saved him! Whoa! Brother, you're eating people. That I cannot permit. We gotta let this play out. Well, I'm chasing after you, brother. You don't have to do this. They were both killed in a volcano. And that's the plot of War of the Gargantuas. <laughs> in a nutshell. Yeah. Uh, 
The biggest thing is the emotional core of the brown green yes, gargantuas. Which, given that the brown makes a very late entrance into the film, it's interesting with what he's able to do because the brown one, like he saves his br- his brother because he's on death's door, and then as his brother's healing, he comes back one day, uh, and sees that his bro- there's a bunch of clothing, like human clothing around, and he pieces together. That his brother has been eating people during his recovery. Mm. And so, while his brother's not looking, the brown one prepares to murder the green one. But the green one escapes, and they, like, fight through the city. And, like, green one's still going hard, but the brown one is tired and at the end of his rope. And he's, like, shaking his head, no, please stop this. And then they both... Die in a volcano in the sea. <laughs> the yeah. end. Yeah. But until that, there's like some like heavier emotional things. Yeah. Than the usual one. Yeah. Oh, Definitely agree. <laughs> so the overall plot, the the creatures have like, yeah, there's like a pretty slow scene where he realizes this and he grabs a tree and he's like about yeah. to beat him to death. Yeah, that's the scene I was talking about earlier. But yeah, it's very slow played and they're able to convey a lot of emotion through those suits which i was impressed by yeah because like there's not they don't talk to each other it's all nonverbal. yeah so it's like geez and you know it's rough i think russ tamblin gave a good performance it's very <laughs> hard to tell because we got a an english dubbed version a lot of his lines were in english but the English dub version, I'm guessing for consistency's sake, had every single line dubbed over no matter what. So it was a different audio track than what he was actually performing on the day of. And it's it's a bit... It, it doesn't... The emotion, the lilt of his... Russ Tamlin has a very, very recognizable lilt to his voice. Uh... Like of a kind of like a very heavy New York accent, and uh, and his words kind of go, yeah, see, uh, that's a horrible impression. <laughs> oh, I know Jasper. That was a horrible impression. <laughs> Jasper is a big Twin Peaks fan, and he's very offended by my impression of Russ Amblin. Oh, is he in Twin Peaks? Yeah. Shit. But you can see his facial expressions a lot of the time, and he's like a joking. He's got a very, even though the the vocal quality is not of a like a a joking cadence. There are a lot of moments where, from his face, you can tell he's like, oh, he's like saying this jokingly, even if we're not hearing the recording of him saying this jokingly. Yeah, words. I can understand why he doesn't sound like that, considering I think I said this at the start with that. They lost his whole audio recording. Yeah. And if you, even from this podcast, you can tell if we have to re-record something, uh, like the Clifford episode (laughs) at the end there, where, you know, people really don't like repeating themselves. And I think, you know, that was just for like a 20-minute episode of a podcast. Imagine like an hour and a half movie. Wait, did we do an episode on Clifford? What? Yes, we did. 1991. 90... I've never heard of the 91... Did we have we done one on the ninety four Clifford? Uh, yes, yes we have. We have done the ninety four Clifford, and we don't got to touch it again. Oh, it's a really good movie. I think you'd appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we're I'm stuck in a time loop. <laughs> now, folks, go back to episode eighteen and then re-record. Re-listen to those. I got you, babe. <laughs> I got you, babe. Oh, my goodness. So, um... So, put your little hand in mine. Bill Murray's stuck in a time loop. <laughs> One of the interesting things I noticed, and I couldn't tell how intentional it was, is that the scientist lady, right, that raised yeah. Frankenstein? Just yeah. keep in mind, they kind of wreck. You know, they, like I said before, they retcon what Frankenstein looks like. Yeah. Um. Even as a kid, like in when they're caring for him. Yeah. So, I think the green one may have some vague memories of her. Yeah, he does not take the opportunities he has to kill her 
even though the green one, oh boy, does he love killing. He lo- he ate someone on screen, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. Couldn't tell because my, my TV is dying, but... The last time <laughs> we saw someone get ate on screen was when we watched Annette. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you fucker! Oh! No, Len. No, that took me a second. I was like, I was like recapping the plot in my head, and I'm like, wait a second. I'm a scamp. <laughs> you little scamper, you. <laughs> you little scampy scamp. So, overall, though, War of the Gagantuas is a very good time. I would recommend this over the first one, I think. Yeah. Uh, in terms of... I, I would yeah. as well. It's a very good movie. And you don't need to have seen the first one. Like... As we said, in some ways, it is a detriment to have seen yeah. the octopus right before this. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Before this came out, before we started watching, I predicted wrong. I thought that it was going to be green Frankenstein that was a good guy and red that or the brown that was bad. But and I was wrong. I predicted correctly because yeah. I'm not a chump. <laughs> Do you remember the moment we realized it? Where the, it uh, happens quite <laughs> early on. Yeah. When it's the octopus and the green Frankenstein is fighting the octopus and he wins, right? And you think that, yay, Frankenstein has saved the sailors. When in actuality, was like he was fighting over who got to eat the sailors. Yeah. <laughs> so there's this menacing scene moment where the Frankenstein is like in the water, like up to like almost his shoulders, like walking towards the other guys and like picking them off one by one. And then, I think Nolan said something like, oh, is this what heroes do? (laughs) I was like, yeah, Nolan, he's saving the, and that's when he saw him eat him. (laughs) It was great. Uh, There was also that really cool shot where, like, the fisherman looks down into the clear water, and he's right underneath him. Yeah, that was spooky. Like, it was right underneath, and I was like, whoa, fuck. Yeah, apparently, um, as a side thing, the the suit actor in this movie for the I think it was the brown Frankenstein said this is one of their favorite roles for like a kaiju monster because they were able to emote a lot more and it wasn't yeah. as heavy, which makes sense. Yeah, it's but. it's a all it'd be very hard to emote as Godzilla I think because that's the thing the is, head is in the neck so you can't really shake your head nowhere yes no it's like like you'd shake your head and be like Whoa. like a giraffe fucking fighting another <laughs> giraffe yeah so I think it was a wise choice to design Frankenstein in this way because yeah. honestly also it's a better design than the original yeah because like if if in the in this one, it was two caveman looking dudes. Yeah, it wouldn't have really have done what it needed to. Yeah. It would have been like those dudes are little cave, big old cavemen. Like we are very divorced from the idea of this being Frankenstein, though. I will say. Yeah, like if you looked at that kaiju, you wouldn't have think think it was Frankenstein. The only really indicator is the forehead bump. Yeah. It was an interesting. I thought it was a very interesting film. Yeah. Pretty simple plot. Very quick, both of them. It's like, over like an hour and a half, hour left. Yeah. Do we there. want to do a make it gritty for these? I would like to. I would like to do a make it gritty. For, for are we not? We're not going to assume the gargantuas are, are Frankenstein for this. Oh are yeah. We? They're new monsters. Because here's yeah. the interesting thing. Unlike most of the other kaiju's we've discussed for this, I looked it up and when I was reading about it. Um, one of the creators of the 2019 Godzilla King of the Monsters has been interested in remaking the Gargantuas for the Monsterverse. Okay. So, like, I feel like... Oh, Jasper. That was very close, folks. Yeah. Uh, Jasper almost ripped the cord yeah. out. But yeah, so, so, you can't see this, but, like, we have, like, a, like a 10-foot cord from, like, my desktop computer to, like, the microphone... And when Jasper's just walking around, he can just pull it at any second. Yeah. We like living on the edge here at Podzilla. That is why we've had to record back halves of episodes before. Uh, yeah. Clifford because, was the, the biggest victim of that. Yeah. But so. But anyways. Um, let's make this gritty. Uh, do you want to go first or should I? I have a, you should go first so I can think about something. All right. So I think the gargantuas would work best 
as new types of gorillas in a Kong movie. A Kong sequel. Ooh, okay. Yeah, while living in the hollow earth, King Kong just wants to get along and do his thing, but he's a little lonely. And one day he meets two cool gargantuas, uh, an orange and who are an orange and a green gorilla uh, the size of him. Mm. And he's like, hey guys, you want to hang out? And they're like, Shut sure. Up, theater kid. <laughs> no, no, they're like, sure. Do you smoke cigarettes? <laughs> and then Godzilla, ha- no, then King Kong has to decide whether or not he's willing to smoke cigarettes in order to fit in. <laughs> Some fucking big cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. like they hand roll them from like a whole tree. It's the size of a palm tree. Oh my god! And it's just like, don't you want to be cool, kid? Then King Kong is gonna like. He goes home afterwards, and Godzilla's there reading the paper, and he, he sniffs and he puts it down. <laughs> Son, you haven't been smoking, have you? No, Dad! <laughs> you little liar, you have. <laughs> no, Dad, I swear! You think it's cool to smoke cigarettes? Well, here, why don't you smoke a whole pack of cigarettes? <laughs> <laughs> and the whole film is, is just... Uh, that's 45 minutes in. The last 45 minutes are... 30 of those are... A montage of King Kong smoking a bunch of cigarettes while his while Godzilla looks disapprovingly at him. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> and then he's walking out along again, and the gargantuas go, "Hey kid, you want another cigarette?" And he looks at them with the confidence he's learned from his dad, and he goes, "No, smoking's for losers." <laughs> and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> That's my pitch. Good. That's a good one. Okay, um, so for mine, I think that the relate the relationship between the green and brown Franken Gargantuan, we'll call them Gargantuans for this, mm-hmm. it's too unique of a concept to not want to preserve that in its own movie. Or sorry, in its own like to preserve that in their in their adaptation in the MonsterVerse? I think I preserved it rather well. <laughs> does, does one of them, like... Does the does the yeah, uh, brown gargantuan smoke, like, cigarettes, but the only one smells, like, fucking crack or something? And he's like, no, 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 listen, listen. You want to smoke this, not this. <laughs> exactly. And as we know, the good guy is the one smoking crack. But <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, kid, I'm just trying to make you cool. <laughs> <laughs> So, anyways, um, in my version, in my iteration, um, I think that the Gargantuans, you could definitely make a movie out of, like, Godzilla and the Gargantuans, and it's like, you know, the the green one is, like, causing havoc and wrecking shit, and then, like, Godzilla shows up and, like, beats their ass, but then, like, the brown one comes in and, like, saves his, hit, saves him, and, like, beats up Godzilla a little bit and then leaves, Leading to, like, an eventual climax where, like, fucking of mice and men scenario <laughs> where <laughs> the green, the green gargantuan. Okay, I got it. I got it. So they're being, I think, with the Kong-like concept, imagine they're being tracked by, like, a researcher, right? Yeah. The two gargantuans. You got the green and the brown. And they're both friendly to her, right? But at some point, accidentally, if you will, let, let's call this researcher Curly's wife. <laughs> <laughs> The green gargantuan, in some capacity, kills her. Like, squishes her, intentionally or unintentionally, but he kills her. You gotta be a little more subtle than that. Her name is Dr. Carly Swife. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So she gets... So he kills her, and then eventually the brown gargantuan, 1v1, takes on the green one and beats him up and def- kills him. Yeah. And he's sad about it. The end. I'm just laughing at Dr. Carly Swife. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Carly Swife. 
perfection. All right, so that's our gargantua, our war of the gargantua talk. Yeah. Which means <laughs> we're about to Nolan, enter. Nolan, you can't hide it anymore. We're you can't hide very, it anymore. A very dark stage <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> Somehow, anime has returned. The spookiest, the spookiest thing of all. Weeb culture. Ooh. We've been hyping this project up for a while now. Especially on Twitter. If you if you if you're following us on Twitter, you probably know vaguely about this already. I think we've expl- almost explicitly stated. I explicitly it on the said it. I said I think it was something where it's like when NB does it, when Bran tries to do another episode of Attack on Titan. Yeah. So that's the thing, everybody. We are covering Attack on Titan. God help me. That is why I was getting all my cum jokes out on this episode. <laughs> I needed to cope with the inevitable. So, here's the thing. Um, Attack on Titan is going to be a long, like, mini-series running on our podcast. What that means is that every other episode is going to be an Attack on Titan episode. We're going to label them pretty clearly, where we're bouncing between... Attack on Titan, and other kaiju Godzilla movies. How many episodes is the next episode? Uh, is the next episode of the podcast going to cover so that people who like to watch along can uh, follow mm. us? So the first episode of Attack on Titan is going to be through from episodes one, sorry, from the start of episode one to the end of episode eight. So if you want to cat, if you want to catch up before we start, it's going to be. You need to watch uh, the eight episodes before next week. And we are na- we've got a very special name for this podcast. Uh, not this pod, but this mini series within the podcast. Yeah. Attack on Nolan. <laughs> Attack on Nolan. So we're going to be covering Attack on Titan in a few episodes. We're not doing the typical structure of covering entire seasons of a show at once. Especially with a show like this, it's kind of good to break down by, not episode by episode, but like chunks. Yeah. So episode one is, the first part of this is going to be one through eight. And then we'll kind of have like these larger chunks of like, I think it's like seven to eight episodes-ish every time, each part. So the reason we're covering this is because Attack on Titan is nearing its ending. Come, uh, I think it's January of the upcoming year, 2022, Attack on Titan is having its last season. Or it's the final part of season four. It's a weird structure. It's like season three, part one and part two. Now it's season four, part one and part two. And with how our current release structure is going to be, we will catch up with Attack on Titan when the final season is airing. And... I am someone who is a big fan of Attack on Titan. I have an interesting relationship with it. Um, Jesper's right in front of the microphone. Go over here, buddy. Bye. He's like, stop talking about this. <laughs> what is your interesting relationship with Attack on Titan? Bye. Jesper. Bye. So, my relationship is similar to a lot of other people's in that completely swept in the uh, 2014 was the year. Yeah. It was like, I think that was the first year first season came out. Yeah, it was a huge phenomenon. Everybody was talking about that show. Yeah. Even non weebs were all into it. Yeah. Except for me. <laughs> My non weebiness was too strong. Well, I say that, but while everyone was saying that, I was like, no, check out Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> that is also a great show. It is a great show. So I really swept up in the first season of Attack on Titan, right? <laughs> and I was like, this is a great show. This is so fucking good. It was the first one of the first shows I've ever binged. Like nice. I found it on, I don't even think it was Netflix. I think it was back on like fucking Crunchyroll, and I watched the all. I think it's twenty five episodes in season one. Mm-hmm. I watched all twenty five in like a day. <laughs> like, like I like stayed up all night and I kept going until like one p.m. the next day. Like, attack the first season of Attack on Titan's pacing is so, like fast-paced and, like, crazy, uh-huh. that, like, 
it's an incredibly bingy show for the first season. But then when the first season came out, I was like, fuck, yes, so excited. I bought the first few volumes of the manga of the manga after that season mm-hmm. ended. Yeah. Which was pretty fucking wild. There's some pretty crazy things happening there. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of fell off of it when I caught up where the manga was in like 2015-ish. Yeah. Kind of fell off it. I knew new ones were coming, but I was kind of like, you know, I was doing other stuff. Uh, interested in other things at the time. And then years when, went by. When did you catch up again? Recently. So no, no, I mean before the hiatus you took. Okay. When did I catch? Yeah, like what, to the manga? Yeah, what year did you say? There? It was 2015, I remember. I think it was okay, like within a year. I was going to make a joke that, yeah, you were too busy having a girlfriend then. <laughs> but, but no, you were like two years off from that. Yeah. So I had I had caught up with the manga and I just kind of waited. And season two had come out around when we were like freshmen in college. About there. Yeah. And there was still a lot of people interested in it, but it was nothing compared to the first season. Yeah, it took like... Three years for the second season to come out. So long. It was... And it lost a... From what I understand, in people's opinions, it did not lose uh, quality, but it did lose a lot of steam in the zeitgeist. That's the thing, is that season two was also a half season. It was just like 13 episodes, I think. Yeah. So that kind of... And I will will attest that I think that season two is in a lot of ways better than season one. Mm -hmm. But... As you said, like the the culture zeitgeist kind of fell off it, and I think a re- a big reason why it took so long was because they were making sure the manga had a lot of chapters ahead. Yeah. So then season two came out, and that was a pretty that was a pretty moderate success. I remember people in my dorm watching it. Yeah. But like I didn't. I was like, this is kind of eh, whatever. Like, I think at the t- by around like 2016, 2017, right when season two was coming out. I think there was kind of this pushback from Attack on Titan where it was a lot of people were like, okay, this show is like, you know, it's too big. Like, it's too, you know, it's overrated. It's dumb. Like, it's so simple. Blech. Right? <laughs> like, it's it's the kind of certain pushback you get on popular series after a couple of years. Yeah. Oversaturation and all that. <laughs> so then season two came out pretty good, you know, some fanfare. Things didn't really work out. You know, people enjoyed it, but it wasn't a crazy hit. And then, you know, like, I think it was another year went by. Season 3 Part 1 had come out. I didn't even know that it happened. I was off the train fully at this point. Yeah. And then at some point, at some point, Season 3 Part 2 had come out. Yeah. And everybody that I knew that was watching anime was like, dude, you need to fucking catch up. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Like, they were like, listen, I know that, like, you may have fallen off it or something, but, like, fucking trust me, season three, part two is fucking incredible. And I'm like, okay, all right, whatever. Like, it took me a few months. Like, by the time I got around to season three, part two, season four was about to start airing. So this was, like, around the start of this year. Yeah. So I said, okay. I was like, I remember season one enough. I don't need to go back and rewatch it. Yeah. So I started right on season two. And I was like, okay, this is pretty good. This is a good show. Okay. Oh, I'm glad to see that finally animated. Cool, cool, cool. And then season three, part one came out. And I was like, this is... I mean, the opening sucks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. The opening sucks. Like, I'm not a fan of it. Like, I don't enjoy it myself. It's too low-key. I like the big, bombastic ones. And then season three, part one. I watched that pretty good. I was like, okay, cool. I still don't quite, like, I think this is an enjoyable show. I really like it. It's some really cool stuff, but I'm like, I don't really see how it can reach such heights. And then season three, part two, <laughs> where Nolan, if season three, part two of Attack on Titan does not make you interested in the show, then maybe the what happens in the second half of season four will. But if I'm not interested in the show, maybe getting to the end of the show <laughs> will, in fact, make me interested. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so hear me out, though. So season three, part two is insanely fucking good. Like, it's going to fucking. It's, it's insane. Like, for anime, for just TV watching in general, like, the interesting thing about Tag Titan is I feel for a lot of it, it was. It's so 
a lot of people say it's so overrated that it's underrated. Like, it's kind of come back around. Like, okay. imagine so many people are telling you this show is overrated mm-hmm. to the point where you realize that it's a very good show is, like, exceeding your expectations. Okay. Uh, so that's season three, part two. And then I watched season four as it came out. I'll be excited to watch it again once we get to there because um, I watched, like, really bad fan dubs. <laughs> so I probably didn't get half the shit that was going on there. So what I thought was confusing, looking back on it, is mostly just, okay, they didn't translate that word correctly. Yeah. So season three part, season four part one is doing that. But then I said, okay, I can't wait until the the next part of the season four comes out. So I picked up the manga again. <laughs> and Attack on Titan is now a finished media property in terms of like the main series. The manga is finished. It finished a few months ago. And Nolan? You have no fucking idea what's about to happen to that show. <laughs> like... Are the big people gonna do stuff? The big people are gonna do a lot of fucking shit. Like, I had heard rumblings for, like, a few, like, months before I started reading the manga yeah. about the kind of, like, stuff that was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And actually reading it, I'm just gonna say that I have no fucking clue how they're going to animate that. But it's gonna... It's gonna be fucking everywhere. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I feel like the season four has gotten back people into popularity. Yeah. Where it's like, if you like anime, you're watching Attack on Titan. We'll see me begrudgingly uh, <laughs> trudge through the series and then possibly be won over. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, and we'll, we'll watch that happen while... Brandon gushes about Attack on Titan. I will. For the I will next be... couple of months, folks. Woo. We're going from, uh, we're starting now, November, early November is when this episode's going to come out. Yeah. Or the first Attack on Titan episode. We are going to launch, finish it right around early January, I think is when we're lined yeah. up. And then we'll figure it out from there how we're going to cover the rest of it. We'll note, see you next time, baby. Woo. See you then for episodes one through eight.